welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today, I have the CEO of Jay Connolly. Now, many of you have probably heard of Jay Connolly, and the reason why is because that is a firm that is like the best of the best PR firm, hands down in financial services. And I have the CEO, Ray Hennessy, and I'm excited to ask you some questions and pick your brain about PR. So welcome Love to the it. show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I hope you don't, I hope I didn't oversell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> I was told there'd be a free lunch for doing this. That's why I'm here. Uh, well, all right. So what are you seeing are the biggest challenges in your world today in financial services? I, I think um, it, with the way people um, communicate nowadays, which is so driven by social and connectivity and mobile, the industry itself, because of its, you know, because of its, I think, regulatory structure, I think because of the age of most of the practitioners, I think the way the business models, the way people have been doing business, that, that has not evolved to the extent that we've seen with the way that just in general people have communicated. I mean, it was only a few years ago that the SEC first like promulgated um, rules about how you could communicate on social media, where that's the way we do it now. So, you know, your communication is now in the palm of your hands. The way that you're building communities and the way that you should be prospecting and marketing is all there done for you because of social media. It's just been very difficult for um, for for advisors and, and a lot of businesses to be able to tap that. So that's been the biggest challenge, but it's also the biggest opportunity. Now, how did you get to being the CEO of Jay Connolly? I mean, the yeah. last time I was here, I don't know if you were here because I think Jay was here doing this. Yeah, no, yeah, years ago. yeah no. So I, um, I was in financial media for 25 years. Oh, wow. So um, Dow Jones, I had a column in the Wall Street Journal. Um, I was on air at CNBC. I helped start the Fox Business Network. I was on air there for a while. Ran a couple of magazines, Smart Money, Entrepreneur. So um, two things, I couldn't hold a job. And um, uh, that was number one. And number two was I, I saw the changes in the way media was going and its relative usefulness for brands and things like that. And I had known a woman named Jennifer Connolly who founded this firm, I guess, 18, 19 years ago. She and I um, had always been friends on a professional level and she asked me to join about six years ago and then I guess two, two and a half years ago, uh, I became CEO gotcha. and uh, have been running it ever since. Now, you guys don't just focus just on financial services. Like you've got clients, like you are a true PR full service agency. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, we're, we're now one of the top 50 communications firms in the country by by revenue. So I'm, we're very we're very happy about that. And it's a range of things. We've, we, you know, we do a very good food and beverage business. We do a lot of personal brand. Um, a lot of reputation management. We have a lot of crisis stuff, which is you know the kind of stuff that um, our, our, we have to be silent in our own success, as it were. So, um, and and broadening out, I think financial is still the heart of what we do, and for good reason. A, that's where the money is. That's why you're, you know. Yeah. Um, and and B, 
I think the messaging challenges around that are a lot better than doing a lot of like strict consumer work and things along those lines. Although we have those practices and they're they're great. What is your favorite part of PR? Um, my favorite part of PR is uh, convincing people to not do stories that are absolutely wrong. Oh. And I, I say that because we, we just had a challenge with, again, a non-financial, it's actually a technology client that we had recently, where we were approached by a major international media title. The entire premise of the story was wrong. It was gonna be so biased. We worked throughout Thanksgiving just fighting back, pushing back, pushing back, pushing back. And eventually the story didn't run. Oh. And when I when I think about that work, I was I was just so proud of the work that our team did in that. And that's our role. Like a lot of people think that what we do is just to like sell the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But there's so much misinformation. And again, social media makes for a lot of reputational challenges and things like that. To be able to insert yourself in that and protect and defend reputations is my favorite part of the job. Absolutely. All right. Well, you just open up a can of worms that is our bailiwick here at Proudmouth, mm -hmm. which is the overall idea of helping advisors stop being the best kept secret in the area, rising above the noise and so much misinformation. How does a PR company help an independent financial services professional combat all of that misinformation? Well, first of all, you, you have to teach them how to be who they are. Mm. You have to teach them about what differentiates themselves and teach them that they shouldn't be afraid in being themselves. I do a lot of media training because of my media background, mm -hmm. and one of the first objectives I have for everybody is be yourself. Only once in the entire history of the time I've been doing media training have I told somebody not to be himself, and that's because he was a jerk. <laughs> Other than that, for the most part, people really believe in things, and they're good people, and they, they have love in their hearts, and they have good intentions. And it's taking them and, and telling them that everything that got them to where they are as a human being should be incorporated in what gets them to where they are as, a, as an advisor. But it's, it's a mindset change because they always think about, they look at people as, okay, how many assets do you have? What can I grow? How can I do this? So it's getting them to change the conversation to be more about themselves and deepen the relationship and become part of like a broader community with their clients instead of looking them at them as a, as a sales funnel. Um, that That's the conversations that we have there. I say this all the time on the podcast uh, because it's a core value of ours, which is Oscar Wilde said, you might as well be yourself because everybody else is taken. Right. And when you help somebody embody themselves, they don't have competition because there isn't another one of you. There isn't right. another one of you. There isn't another one of me. Right. And so, and as long as they're not a jerk, which by the way, is a very good qualifier yeah. there. That was nice. But, but you know, to also uh, quote Oscar Wilde, um, he used to say, if you have skeletons in your closet, you might as well teach them to dance. And I think a lot of people don't recognize, people are worried about who they are, right? Yeah. And a lot of people think about themselves as the worst that they have done rather than the best that they have done. Oh. And so in a lot of cases, what we find in all business, not just advisors in all business, but advisors in particular have that, um, that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. They have built practices and they, are, they do not believe that they are capable of growing a business and turning into an enterprise and running it. They are always thinking about their own shortcomings. So getting them over that so that they can focus on what makes them special and good is is really, really important because you, you find this all the time where they're like, yeah, but my performance isn't that great. It's not this and that. And I lost this client. I lost that. And then forget it. Like you are who you are. Be who you are because you should like life's too short. I said yeah. before, like 
the first hundred years you're in the ground is only the beginning, right? So you might as well make the most of what you have here. So spend your time with people who matter, do business with people who matter, find clients when you're prospecting clients, instead of saying like, what's my ideal client and starting with like what their, their investable assets is, yeah. figure out what makes them tick. I want to be with people who ride bikes. I want to be with people who love fly fishing. I want to be with people who golf. I want to be go people with bowl. And that's where you should, because that's you, if that's you, like maximize who you are. Sure. And I know it sounds trite. I know it sounds simple, but it's the best way to when it comes to marketing. So at these conferences, we're again at the Market Council Summit and on main stage, there's always those people that everybody's looking to, those advisors, those companies. And, and you just hear this so often, that core component that has allowed them to truly have their own level of greatness. You said something else that I have to have you unpack a little bit which is the imposter syndrome. Yep. How do you help overcome that? I think you have to remind people that they belong and they, you know, I, there's, I did media training once with a woman who was at a, an asset management company and she was great. She was smart. Um, I would have a great conversation with her. When we put a camera on her, she froze up. It was terrible. I ended up like throwing her team out of the room, my own team. And I said to her like, what is your problem? And she said, I'm a young woman and I don't feel like the people around me respect me for what I have. And I said to her, so she overcompensated. She tried to be perfect. She had too many notes. She would get like caught up. And I said, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the great. And you walk around great. So be you. And I said, you need before any interview you have or any conversation you have, sales conversation, whatever, you remind yourself that you belong there. You walk in in every situation in a stance of comfortable authority and you will control that conversation. And as long as you are controlling that conversation, you deserve to be there. And it seemed to work. So that like that's uh, like she's every time I turn around, she's on TV. Yeah. Um, like I, I can't really stress enough that people have to get over themselves. The worst enemy of any business owner is themselves. They will always get in their own way by overthinking and by not trusting themselves. But you need to trust yourself. Don't let perfect be the or perfect being the enemy of great. Right. Uh, I'm. T I'm it's recorded. I'm stealing that. Yeah. I just want you to know please, that was Please do, because you know what? Great great is good enough. It great is, is better than good enough. It is better but, than And good perfection enough. is a trap. Yeah. Nobody is perfect. Nope. Um, and perfection is a trap, so you're always going to fail. And I think people who like try for perfect want to want to fail because yeah. they don't want it. But it's okay being great because most people aren't great yeah, most in this business. Good. Right. Yeah. So is, if you're aspiring to greatness rather than perfection, you're going to do better than 99% of the people you meet. Do you feel that financial services professionals, because of the social climate around the view of this industry, start off at a disadvantage in trying to rise above to become great because they're trying to sell me something, they're, I mean, all of the bad stuff. I mean, how are you guys helping advisors overcome that? I, I think it's, you, you're absolutely right. There is so much bias against the industry in general. A lot of it is in the past. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just like generals always fight the last war. I think when it comes to the media and client perception, they're thinking about where we were not five years ago, but 20 years ago, right? Um, I, I actually think there's lessons from 20 and 30 years ago that apply though, like the, the way you could change, you know, the best marketing and advertising campaign in the history of financial advisory was EF Hutton. When EF Hutton talks, people listen, right? And what did that say? That said, 
advice and relationship matters. And my guy's better than your guy, mm -hmm. right? Um, you can learn a lot nowadays with that. You can learn a lot in changing perception by just listening instead of talking at people. Like I always talk about like being part of their social networks, even if you're not engaging, you're simply listening, allows you to know your customer better than anybody else. Use that, reach out to that customer about what drives them. And that's how you go from being sort of a vendor to part of that trusted network. And family offices have done this for years. Sure. Um, if, you, if you apply that where you become part of the family, um, they're never going to get rid of you. They're always going to trust you. And it'll be a, a client that's worthwhile for you. So it's just reminding them to go back to the basics. I was producing a, a perfectly integrated podcast for Matt Ackerman, and he had uh, Dr. David Crosby. Yep. The behavioral guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great guy. you... Like you guys are everything that you just said is exactly what he was talking about on the show about it's all about trust. It's all about listening. It's all about those skills that have not been trained very well in financial services that separate the transactional non-relationship based product oriented person from the person who's going to become the family's advisor. Well, th but think of how we evaluate advisors. We put them through all this licensing. We put them through all this regulation. At no point is that about relationship, oh. right? Nobody's teaching them about, and, and, and Dr. Crosby's great when it comes to like the behavioral exercise. Nobody's teaching them about behavior. Nobody, but you know what? And they, so they're not interested in that. They're wondering when their next license is coming. They're yeah. wondering what, and that has to change too, because ultimately like you're being entrusted as the steward of somebody's future. You should have training and understanding what makes those people tick. And the good advisors seek that out themselves. The good advisors find people who are coaches who sort of help them through that and understanding, not just managing their practice, but even being able to have conversations with, with somebody else. I think that's the future of advisory. It's less about the product and more about being invaluable to helping people grow and work at the, their outcomes. Because the outcomes of the clients are changing too. The yeah. People's relationships, younger generations' relationships with money are so much uh, more different than two, three generations ago. I mean, we're a hundred years past the Great Depression, yeah. right? So we're finally to the point where people are not worried about losing everything. They may, but they're not worried about that. So their relationship is different. You have yeah. to speak with them differently. So my kids say to me all the time, uh, you know, Dad, I see people who market like it's the 1900s. Uh, that's just a direct yeah. relation of me. Uh, and I appreciate that, the <laughs> honesty. Um, so what is next for PR? I think it's just understanding that, um, you know, PR started out as how to deal with the media, how to deal with the press. I think PR has evolved into what it really says, which is how to deal with the public. And the public is is just society, it's community, it's anybody that you need to talk to will be there to help you, whether you're selling, whether you're explaining something, whether you're protecting somebody. Um, we teach you how to talk, we work through you, we're your partners through that. Um, and the ability to connect with large groups of people is, is uh, bigger than ever before, right? Um, so the need, um, I, I believe, I hope, I'm staking sort of my own financial future on it, <laughs> that the, the need to be able to effectively reach all those audiences and really connect with them and, and build them as lasting connections is more important now than ever. If somebody wants to find out more about you guys, what do they do? They can go to jayconnolly.com um, and uh, contact us. We'd love to hear from them. Ray, thank you very much. This was fun. I hope you had a good time. Uh, just. 
I love your insight. I love your questions. Uh, our audience is going to find this incredibly valuable because PR has always been nebulous, mm -hmm. right? And you gave some very good, like tangible nuggets that they're going to be able to grab. And the best one, in my opinion, is you might as well really be yourself yep. uh, because that's what your clients want. That's what they're going to buy. Everything else is commoditized, but you can't commoditize yourself. Ray, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to learn more about how you can be your own loud, visit our website, read our blog posts, attend our educational webinars, and sign up for our new Influence Accelerator Academy, where you too can learn how to truly be an influencer in your space. Have a wonderful day.